So it doesn't look like uh, spending's going to be cut anytime soon. And uh, this was what I personally had a problem with um, with Trump, the candidate, before he became president. And now, uh, you know, he's probably better than the alternative at that point was. And I think he's certainly better than anybody that's running uh, right now. But my contention was always that there was nothing... Um, that was being proposed that would have cut down on the need for a high taxation environment. And uh, the U.S. has had this issue throughout its history of, on the one hand, being for the liberty of its people and really giving them political freedom, but on the other hand, not necessarily giving them uh, financial freedom. You have, even during uh, the Reagan tax cuts, and now Reagan's one of my favorite presidents, I'm sure uh, that doesn't surprise anyone, but one of the things that he did when he lowered the uh, the tax to, was it 28% in the top bracket? Well, that was on anyone over, making over $29,000, and yeah, that was a lot, um, that was a lot in 1984, um, roughly when that tax bill was enacted, but at the same time, you know, it uh, it shows that even though, you know, we talk about percentages and we talk about um, how much different one presidential uh, percentage will be than the next in terms of taxes, we never talk about the brackets and the fact that the government never actually loses any money because they'll just change the uh, effective tax rates, much like how with the Trump tax cuts, though the top bracket only went down by about 2% from 39 to 37%, there was a cut, uh, there was a reduction in the brackets, and then also deductions were cut. And so this, again, raises the effective tax rate, and so the government doesn't actually lose any more money, and that means that the American people don't gain any more money. And we're also at a time where I think it's starting to become a high tax and taxation environment is almost inevitable. You know, we have the demographic shift as baby boomers retire and are going to be drawing from Social Security. We also have a worker base that isn't as large as that demographic to be paying into Social Security. So it's going to need more funding. And then we have, again, same situation with Medicare, Medicaid, where we have a, a larger older population and it's going to be shifting um into needing more health care, and that's going to, in some cases, fall on the government, and that's going to, unfortunately, come back on a smaller work base that's already been strapped by uh, college debt, consumer debt, um, those numbers are up. So here's my contention, is that taxation seems, or high taxation in that environment seems inevitable, that we're never really going to get out of this 30% um, top tax bracket, and we're probably going to get into a 50% environment by 2040, 2050, something like that, when a lot of you who are watching this video uh, right now will, will most likely be in the top two brackets, maybe top three. And that would mean that for those of us who are in tax-deferred plans, we're putting off a lower rate today to almost inevitably play a, pay a higher rate tomorrow, a higher rate that we can't calculate. And as somebody who's in the financial industry, I just don't know if it makes sense to keep telling my clients to just, you know, do the same, to just put money 
uh, blindly put money into a qualified plan because, uh, or tax deferred plan because, well, that's what everyone else is doing. And, um, you know, you're saving quote unquote taxes today, but are we really sure that we're doing that? It's just my thoughts today. Uh, tomorrow we'll talk more about uh, shipping and just the general economy and actually how the coronavirus is affecting us all the way here in the U.S., even though right, uh, sickness rates really aren't that bad.